Good morning, all my ghosts and ghoulies. I know it's not October anymore. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hardcore morning voice. I know it's not October anymore, but I just felt like calling you all ghosts and ghoulies. I like it. I love Halloween, and I'm sorry that it's over. But let's get into our profesh intro, shall we? You are listening to Coffee Talks with Ash. I'm your host, Ash. This podcast is a podcast where I get to talk about whatever I want, whatever's on my brain at the time. And I'm sorry that I haven't posted in about a month and a half. We've had a lot of stuff going on. Other disclaimer, I do live in an apartment complex. I do not live by myself. I have a dog and currently my boyfriend's at work. So... I'm sorry if you hear any unexpected noises. It's not intentional. And currently, it is 8.32 a.m. on Wednesday, November 24th. And I'm off today, getting ready for the holidays. So, I'm going to warn you guys, this episode, even though I'm more prepared than I usually am, I have my notes in front of me, I have my coffee, I'm sipping that right now. Let's all take a nice sip together. Um, my brain is just very scatterbrained and I'm a little all over the place. And as I said, there's a lot that has gone on within the last month and a half. And that leads me into my topic for today, which is dealing with grief and loss of someone very important to you or someone that means a lot to you. So, let's start with a recap, shall we? We lost my grandma at the end of August, and then September was pretty quiet for the most part. We lost a close friend at the beginning of November, and then on top of that, I lost my uncle last week, and my best friend lost her uncle at the beginning of this week. It's been a rough month. It's been a rough year. I am sitting here thinking to myself in my head, can this year just be over? Please, I can't handle anymore. Can't handle any more loss. I can't deal with any more grief. This year's just been a lot. It's been a lot of loss. We've dealt with a lot of trauma and a lot of sad things going on and just frustrating things. So... Yeah, that's my my topic is dealing with grief and loss and as well as stress. Now, do I have any tips on how to deal with it? No, because I'm still figuring out how to deal with it on my own. Luckily for me, and I know not everyone has this, I have a very amazing support system in my life. My parents are very supportive as well as my boyfriend. And then even though my dog can't talk, I know that he's very supportive as well. And he's very empathetic. I'm very empathetic also. Uh, When someone else is hurting, I feel it as though it's my own hurt. Uh, Which is why when grief, when we lose people, even if they weren't particularly important to me. No, that's the wrong choice of wording. They were important to me. Even though I may not have been incredibly close with those people. Um... For instance, my uncle that passed away, I wasn't incredibly close with him. I've only seen him maybe a handful of times in my life because it's family that lives in 
out of state from where we are, um, I still feel that grief very strongly because the other people around me are feeling that grief very strongly. And it hurts me to see them hurting. So I'm still figuring out how to manage my own empatheticness and my own feelings, but this is what we've been we've been dealing with most of this year is just losing people, bad things happening, and I know I'm not the only one. Um, several other people that I work with have also had a very bad year. A lot of other people have had a very bad year, so I'm not just trying to make this about me or like what our family's going through, but this is what's been going on and why I haven't posted. It's just, uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot this year, guys. It's been tough. So, everyone grieves differently. Let's get that out there. I grieve differently than my mom does. My mom grieves differently than my dad does. My boyfriend grieves differently than I do. Um, His family grieves differently. Some of them are private people and they like to grieve in private. Um, For me personally, I don't like to cry in front of other people. So if I feel like I'm going to cry, I will try to run away from the situation. I do that with a lot of other things. I don't like confrontation. So... Everyone grieves differently, and something that was mentioned to me, I think it was in a stand-up comedian show, or maybe it was a motivational YouTube episode I was watching, something that was brought up to me is, watch what you feed your mind, because it's just as important as what you feed your stomach. So this leads into each other, I promise. When it comes to grief... And when I am grieving, I try to feed my mind happy thoughts, to try to almost bypass the grieving process, which is not good. We should not be bypassing the grieving process. But as I said, I'm very empathetic and I feel things very, I feel emotions very deeply. So sometimes it's almost too much for me to unpack all of that emotional baggage at once. And that's when it just turns into a big crying, sobbing shit show. So, I don't like to do that. It's not the kind of person that I am. I would rather unpack each emotion individually and and deal with it when I feel that I have the mental capacity to deal with it. Because in that moment of when you first get the news of someone you loved passed away... I'm going to try really hard not to get emotional during this episode, guys. I'm sorry if I do. When you get that phone call of when someone you loved or someone you cared about passed away, for me, I'm immediately in shock. And, okay, what what do I need to do? I want to go into action. I need to do something to get my mind away from that headspace. Because I don't have the emotional capacity to deal with those emotions. So, when I'm grieving or when I'm sad, I feed my brain happy things. Things, funny things. To try to get my head out of that space so that I can start to process those emotions. Even though I may not process them right away. Uh, Our friend that we lost at the beginning of this month... When I got that phone call, I was at work and I was actually in training for a new work list. 
for a new duty. We'll call it that. And my boyfriend doesn't really call me at work. So I know that when he does, it's an emergency. And he called me and I didn't answer it the first time, but then I answered it the second time. And then when he told me what happened, I was just kind of frozen in shock. Uh, I, I was like, no, 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 we, not this person. We, we can't do this. We, we can't stand to lose another person. But I didn't ask questions because I could hear the hurt in his voice. Because he was very close to that friend. So it's trying to, you know, like I said, I, I go into shock almost. I don't know how to respond always when we get that kind of news. And I'm working on that. And But it also depends on where you are when you get that news. Like I was at work. Work is not a place where I would feel comfortable breaking down into a blubbering mess. If I was at home, then yeah, I probably would have broken down into a blubbering mess. Um, so I'm still trying to figure out how to handle my grief. I'm still unpacking my grief from losing my grandmother. Um, I'm unpacking my grief and my empathy for my boyfriend, for the friend that we lost. Um, I'm unpacking my grief and my empathy for my dad, for the brother that he lost, which was my uncle that passed away. I'm unpacking the grief and sympathy for my best friend who lost her uncle shortly after I lost mine. So I'm still dealing with that. I'm still trying to figure out how to deal with that. We've also had some Situations that have happened in the last few weeks that have been incredibly stressful and frustrating, a tad bit scary, and I'll, I'll get into it, but I have to be very vague about this because I don't know who all listens to this podcast and who all actually knows me very well in real life, but basically what happened was... We had a situation where I was out with friends, we were at a bar, we were celebrating something that we needed to be able to celebrate. You know, you've got to find the little things that you can still celebrate amidst all the grief that you're experiencing. you, you got to enjoy the little things, guys. you got to find those little things to keep you pushing forward, otherwise it just Everything gets really hard. It gets too hard. You gotta find those small things. So we we were out. We were at a bar. And um, alcohol was involved. And a fight broke out. Where someone tried to hurt me. And I am I'm pretty well versed. Or decently well versed. I, I do still have some more education to do on self-defense. Um, so I, I can handle my own. I can handle self-defense. I can take care of myself. But they, they tried to hurt me. And I was able to protect myself. And it was someone that I knew. And I know that they did not intend to do it. But because of how much alcohol was involved, bad things happen. So... I didn't realize how bad it was when it happened. Again, this is me going 
almost going into shock and like pushing it to the back of my brain and not dealing with the emotions that came with that experience. So I didn't think it was that bad until I was talking to my mom about it. And then my mom brought up how how bad it actually was. So I unpacked those emotions a few days ago about what happened and it still needs to be discussed between me and that person which is why I'm also being very vague about it because I know that that person feels bad about what they did and that person has never tried to hurt me before so I'm keeping this very vague because I want to be able to tell you what happened but I also don't want to put a bad impression of that person in you guys' mind or for you to try to go after that person. I really don't want you to go after that person. That person's very important to me. So, yes, a bad situation happened. I I unpacked my emotions about it. I, I think I have a plan on how to deal with it to prevent it from happening again in the future. We'll see how that plan works. Um... I know I'm usually of the mindset where if someone's hurting you, cut them out of your life. Cut them out of your life. But I I know how hard that actually is. Um, For those of you who know me or know me very well, I actually ended up cutting my sister out of my life for about six months a couple years ago um, because the way that we interacted with each other was incredibly toxic to one another. But it was very difficult for me to make that decision to stop talking to her. To make that decision to cut my own sister, my my blood, out of my life. And I know that it broke my mom's heart because my mom has always wanted us to get along. Unfortunately, we are not the personality types to do that. We can get along for a short period of time and then afterwards we eat each other. Not kidding. Well, I mean, we don't literally eat each other, but... We're at each other's throats. We fight like cats and dogs. We cannot spend a long period of time together. It just doesn't turn out well. So I know how hard it is to cut someone that's incredibly important to you out of your life. But at that point when I made the decision to cut her out, I was at my wit's end. I couldn't handle it anymore. I couldn't take it anymore. And I I couldn't do it. So I, I made the decision and I didn't talk to her for six months and then... I let her back into my life, and it was like she had gotten so much more mature in that six months, or at least from what I'd seen. We still fight periodically. No, I'm not tempted to cut her out of my life again. Um, I just have to walk away when she starts stepping on my nerves. I have to not respond. I can't. I can't do it. Or I will say something mean that I don't mean. I will. I don't know if this happens to anybody else. I'm sure that it does. When you're angry or you're frustrated about something, and then you start lashing out. I don't want to do that. I don't want to hurt the people that I care about by saying something that I don't mean because emotions are flying high. So, I don't like cutting people out of my life, but sometimes it's necessary. I was forced to cut people out of my life a long time ago when I was in a different relationship. Um... My ex didn't want me hanging out with certain people because those people didn't like him and they had good reason. So, you know, sometimes sometimes we have to make that tough decision. 
And it's not one that we want to make, but it's one that we need to make in order for our health. Whether that's mental, emotional, or physical health, we have to. So, like I said, I have a plan on how to deal with this going forward. I hope that I don't have to cut this person out of my life because they are very important to me. But if I have to, I have to. And this person's family is just like family to me as well. So I don't I don't want to have to. And hopefully we can figure something out. Um, okay. So I was talking about what we feed our minds and how you need to pay attention to what you feed your mind because it's just imp- as important as what you feed your stomach. So I saw... In either a comedy stand-up or a motivational speech at one point a long time ago, pay attention to what you're feeding your mind. And pay attention to how you feel when you're feeding your brain this information. So, for example, I love to watch Criminal Minds and I love to watch crime shows. I also like to listen to true crime, but sometimes that information that I'm putting in my head is very heavy. It's very heavy. And heavy in the sense where it puts my mental capacity in a dark place. And that's not always where my my brain needs to be. I need to... I'm a happy, positive, bubbly person. So in order to maintain that, I have to feed my brain happy, positive, bubbly things. So I love to watch Criminal Minds. I like watching crime TV shows. I used to be a huge horror buff. I loved watching horror movies. Um, But I started noticing after I heard this quote about paying attention to how you're feeling when you're feeding your brain this information. I started to notice that I would feel very anxious or very scared or some kind of negative emotion when I was watching these things. So when I was watching horror movies, you know, it's intended to make you scared and make you anxious. That's the purpose of a horror movie. It's to scare you. But with how much I was watching them, and I've actually cut horror movies out of my life for the most part, I can't handle watching horror movies in the dark anymore. It just scares the crap out of me. Um... I can watch them during the day when there's lights on outside, but I cannot watch them at night. I specifically cannot watch alien movies. Yes, you heard that right. I have a very irrational fear of aliens. I've had it since I was a kid. My aunt actually let me watch Signs when I was eight years old, and that kind of started my love affair with horror movies, but sparked my terrifying phobia of aliens, as well as the dark. So... I, I don't watch horror movies as much anymore. Um, I really have a hard time watching alien movies. There's a few of them that I can handle without having nightmares, but most of them I end up having nightmares or I have uh, night terrors. And once it was bad enough that I had sleep paralysis and I hope to never have that again. It was the most terrifying experience I've ever had. It was actually at my old place. Um, luckily we haven't had very much bad juju in this new place, although, like I said, this year it's, it feels like there's just bad juju everywhere. (laughs) I need to consult the tarot cards and figure out how to move forward in life. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't need to, but I would like to. I need some spiritual guidance. Um, I have a friend who is very spiritual as well, 
and she listens to my podcast. So, hi, how you doing? You know who you are. And I need to consult the tarot cards. And honestly, I think a trip to Wonderland Apothecary might be needed in the near future for sure. So, friend, you know who you are out there. You should text me and we should go to Wonderland Apothecary here in the next week or so. Um, so yes, I don't watch or listen to as many things that I used to um, that gave me bad vibes. I still listen to true crime podcasts like it's my job. Um, there's one in particular. Well, actually, two. I just stumbled across another one. Uh, the first one that I really like is Cult Leader by Spencer Henry. I have been just on that one for a long time. I've been watching, I've been listening to that one for a long time. But there's one that I just stumbled across recently, and it's called Morbid with... Oh, dang, I can't remember the name of the host. I know one of them's name is Ashley, which is funny because that's my name. Uh, but I can't remember the other one's name. And they're true crime podcasts. They report on true crimes all over the central United States, to my knowledge. I think they may have done a few episodes on crimes that occurred nationally, like somewhere else in a different country. But, yes, I still listen to those like it's my job. I still watch Criminal Ni- Criminal Minds periodically, but I have to be more conscientious of what it is that I am feeding my brain because if I feed too much information or negativity, I will find myself spiraling down that Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole where all I'm thinking of are negative thoughts and that's not what I want to do. We're at 21 minutes, almost 22 now, so I'm sorry this is going to be a longer episode because I'm not done yet. So, I still listen to those periodically. I just limit myself as to how much and then I also sprinkle in some more happy things as well to try to maintain that mentality that I've had going on for a long time. It's hard to maintain a happy, bubbly, positive outlook when so many bad things just keep getting thrown your way. But we're figuring it out. We're working through it. This is the stuff that's working or worked for me in the past. So we're, we're going through the motions, guys. We're, we're getting through all the baggage, all the emotional baggage. Um, there, is, there is a couple more things that I wanted to talk about. So like I said, grief and loss, dealing with that, not being our topic today. I just, I'm unpacking my baggage. I'm unpacking my emotional baggage. I'm unpacking my loss for the people that were close to me. Uh, My grandma and I were not incredibly close when I was younger. I remember being in high school and being very envious of friends that I had who had a very close relationship to their grandparents. And I never did. But she moved in with my mom at the beginning of this year in February after she took a fall and the doctors wouldn't let her go back home. And I go visit my parents every weekend, uh, almost every weekend. I try my hardest to go up there every weekend. So I'd see her every time I was over there and we became a lot closer within the last year than we ever had been. Um, My mom is one of eight kids. So, I mean, she's got, she had a lot of grandkids 
And we got really close. And I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting her loss to hit me as hard as it did. Because, as I said, when I was growing up, I wasn't very close to her. So, it hit me very hard. Um, it's... I'm... Eh, I'm unpacking a little bit of baggage from her passing. Mostly it's more... I'm unpacking my mom's baggage at this moment. Because that was her mom. And I could not even imagine losing my mom. My mom is my best friend. I couldn't imagine losing my dad. My parents, I got really lucky. My parents did the best that they could to raise me the best that they could. The best way that they knew how. And they were always supportive. They're still always supportive. They've always been good parents to me in my eyes. I remember a lot of things from my childhood. Um, specifically the farm that I used to grow, that I grew up on until they moved us in town. And they did a good job with what they had. I don't know if that's more of a older sibling mentality because I'm older than my sister. It's just the two of us and I'm the oldest. She's two and a half years younger than I am. But you know, I couldn't imagine losing my parents. And then for my mom to have to go through losing her mom, her dad passed away a long time ago. He passed away before I was even born. But for her to lose her mom and she was so close to her mom, I can understand how that would be devastating and incredibly difficult to get through. I would be a wreck. And I can understand where she's at right now. Um, they're actually looking at selling my childhood home. So the home that I grew up in for the majority of my life, which is the home that they moved us in town to. Um, I spent, I think, all but maybe five or six years of my life in that house, except for the last couple when I moved out. And they're, they're selling it. They're getting rid of it because my mother would like to move into her childhood home. And I can't blame her. That was... That was her childhood home. That's where she, she grew up with her mother. That's where she has a lot of good memories and bad memories. Am I right? We, we all have good and bad memories from our childhood. So those are some new developments. That was, I'm sorry, that was really a heavy topic for this week, especially with the holidays coming. Um, but I guess it's appropriate because I know for those of us who've lost people important to us, the holidays are hard. The holidays are really hard. So Thanksgiving is tomorrow, guys. It's the 25th. And I am helping my mom with doing the family Thanksgiving this year. Because she did not want to do it. And I can't blame her. But I know that my grandma would be rolling in her grave if we didn't get together with everyone in the family this year. So we're doing our best. We're trying. And if you guys are going through grief and loss or if you need somebody to talk to please reach out please please shoot me a message I know I don't check the notifications on these different uh posting sites or hosting sites very often but I'm trying to get better at that hold on <coughs> oh excuse me um I know I don't check the messages on these sites very often but I'm trying to get better at that I have to try to figure out how to get to the hosting side of it rather than the listening side of it, especially for Apple Podcasts and all the things. 
so I'm working on it, guys. I'm getting there. Um, I, I am trying to be more on top of giving you episodes every single week. Uh, as I said, this year's, this last month and a half has been tough. It's been hard. It's been difficult to deal with. I'm going to try to be on top of getting you an episode every week, even if it's just me popping in for 10 minutes to let you know what's going on. I'm doing my best. I may just have to figure out a different day or something for a podcasting schedule, but we're working on it. We're going somewhere. And then last but not least, since it's the holidays, especially because it's the holidays, everyone, there's someone out there that loves you. I love you. There are people who care about you in this world, who want you here. You may not want to be here right now, but there's someone out there who's really glad that you are, who's really happy that you're here in this world. You're their rock to them. You are loved and you are wanted. Please, please, please do not ever think that you are not. So... Until next time, thanks guys.